So what? Who cares? Who cares? So, <laughs> um, I can't get that out of my head. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, been going through your head for the past hour that you've been here. Yes, and out through your mouth. It's a TikTok song, people. Meal pops commercial. Look it up on YouTube. It will st- get stuck in your head, but it's so catchy. Hi, Kaylee. Hi, Sage. How are ya? I'm good, honey. How are you? Oh, I'm good now. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, rough week, but yeah, rough we made week. it through. Yeah, we made it through. We were a little sp- sad last week, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. A little spooky, a little sad. But like, honestly, that was totally um, therapeutic. Yeah, I me. mean, yeah, I just want to say thank you to our community, really. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so supportive, all the love that we had, all the people that came out, and some of them that listened to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Like the town of Greenland. Our town is a weird place. Well, Sage lives in Deerfield, but she's basically part of our town. Oh, yeah. I pretty much live here. But But like, just all the people. Crazy. It was crazy. Just. It was so beautiful, too, out by the pond. And just the pink flowers. Everything was pink. And she gave me a wardrobe malfunction. She did. My shoes. Oh, yeah. And and I thought when Sage's family started walking out, in there all their black I was like the Sopranos walking out of there and I honestly thought Sage was gonna have a nip slip for a little bit <laughs> As, but I when mean, she went up for her speech and her f- shoes were sinking through the, the boobs didn't fall out so I fucked up I forgot my fucking shoes at my house 35 40 minutes away which she had just bought the day before and I was like I'm ready to go like I'm ready for this I'm I'm ready I got my outfit I look cute I love it get to my grandma's and I go Oh my god, I don't have my shoes. Now I'm like hyperventilating, crying, having a complete meltdown. Like the morning of the whole thing was just a meltdown. I call my mom, I'm like, you gotta go to Target, eight and a half, eight and a half. Well, I took the last eight and a half pair, I swear to God, because I got I got them the <laughs> night before. And so my mom got me a nine, and I am a solid eight and a half. Nine, way too big. So I had to put on keds, like the socks, like the little black socks. I had to stuff them with so much toilet paper and paper towel and literally, I will show you my shoes. We'll take a picture of it because it's so fucking, the shit is still in my shoes. And then I kept stepping in the grass and I was like, wow. And it's because I didn't wear the pink shoes that day. So I switched to the pink shoes. Yeah, they were cute. And it was perfect. But it was so much fun being with everybody. And so thank you guys. If you're listening, like that was so special and she would have loved it. And Sage's speech was hilarious. Oh, my God. It was stop. so perfect. It was so great. Yeah, There's a I little tried. bit of raunchiness in it, too. Yeah, we kept all it, had a little raunchiness. PG-13. My dad gets up and he goes, I'm Jim, and I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, oh, my God. But we have the funniest community and family, yeah. and just everybody loved it because it was just so her and perfect. And yeah, he was like, wrong funny. meaning. He goes, oh, my God, wrong meaning. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, I do want to tell you something. Oh, I caught a striper. Oh, yeah. I got striped blood all over my dress. It was awesome. I loved it. It was so much fun at the reception. It was so it was fun. fun. It was fun. But what I wanted to tell you is that last week we talked about smells. Oh, yep. We did. And so the day before the funeral, and I promise this is the last thing. We're going to just get to the funny after this. This is the last sentimental part of this and, podcast. And kind of spooky. And kind of spooky. To tie it all together, I was going through pictures with my cousins, all of us, and we I just had to keep taking breaks, going in my grandmother's room, you know, because it would get really hard looking through pictures, and I'd keep going in, and I would just stand in her closet, and I would just smell everything. Like, it just was getting me through, because she smelled so good, like fresh laundry all the time, you know? 
So I come back out and we're talking about her, just how good she smelled and everything. And I'm like, yeah, I keep going in there. And Abby was like, oh, well, she, the, the perfume that she uses is Elizabeth Arden Red Door. She's like, I would give you it, but I use it every night. And so I was like, no worries. Oh, my God, no worries. She's like, we could buy it. And I was like, it's fine. I was just like in my head going, maybe I'll get a little tester bottle and just spray little spritzes in there. Like, yeah, perfect. But I was kind of a little bit bummed out. I just was like, ugh, what I'd give to have like a bottle of Elizabeth Arden Red Door for my grandmother. I wouldn't wear it, but like just like sometimes spray it on things just to like remind me of her, you know. And because it's pretty, it's a pretty like strong perfume, but it's just her, you know. And so later that night, Abby and I are just kind of in a room just once again smelling everything. And I find this Christmas present and I have no idea who it's from. And it didn't even have her name on it, nothing. And so I was like, do I open it? And Abby goes, she's not going to open it. And I was like, well, I'm going to fucking open it. <laughs> I open it up and it's a bottle of Elizabeth Arden Red Door perfume i know she came to my house right afterwards and I she was drove freaking here. the fuck out she's like you're not even gonna believe this you're not even gonna believe it I'm i like, didn't even text weird. you i just said kaylee spooky fucking shit i have to stop by weird wait i have one more spooky thing too that yeah. happened to my mom when we all went down to the burial yeah my we were all like my parents were in the line to like get chauffeured around yeah my grandfather's buried in that same cemetery yep and right near my, us my, yeah right near the same plot and so my mom, when she came into the cemetery where she had to stop, was directly in front of her father's grave. And she was on the passenger side, and that's right where he was. Where that's she had where to the pop, car park the car. Yeah, where she had to park the car. Out of all the people they were that were in that line. Directing. It was a long line, yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah, where her they... car came to a stop oh my God. in the cemetery. Wow. I know. Wow. My mom was, like, freaked out. She, her passenger door, boom, get out, yep, and he's right there. it was there. Pearl. Oh, my God. Oh, she did tell me that. Yeah. Oh my god! It was weird. What a f what a crazy couple she was weeks. Freaked out about it, and just for you guys, for us, like everything. Mm -hmm. That is crazy. Yeah, our grandparents were legends in our town. Oh my god, a little. All of them. Last thing, honestly, felt like really badass driving through and having the cops stop stop traffic. That was pretty insane on thirty three. Oh yeah. Oh, isn't that the best? Holy fuck. I mean, fuck. we only had to go from the church. But the best part about my grandfather's funeral was his black steel casket was put into his black Ford Raptor and <laughs> driven to the cemetery. He was not put into hers. So hardcore. He was put into his black Ford Raptor with a black steel fucking coffin. This is insane. He was badass. Guys, we're the fucking Greenland Mafia, basically. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up in New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, God. Literally. Sorry, let's talk about something funny, Kaylee. All right. So, oh my God, God, up facts. God, love them all. <laughs> Thank you all for the support, and we just yeah, we uh, love you all. Kisses. It's time for fucked up facts, okay? Okay. All right. Yeah, Sage, you go first. Okay. All right, I will. Mine's not really fucked up, but in a way, it's kind of like mind blowing. This is one of my favorite facts of all time. Okay, technically we're all made of stardust, okay? Uh, but <laughs> but that's still pretty cool. Recent research found that humans in the galaxy share 97% of the same atoms. I love it. I love it. Love that fact. Okay, so mine, I like came upon this thing that was like 90s stuff, you know? Do you remember this 90s item? Yep. And the image was of a rabbit's foot. You remember when everyone used to have the lucky, lucky rabbit's, rabbit's foot? I had so many of them in different colors, everything. So then I'm like, okay, my fact is going to be like, why is the rabbit 
foot lucky. Well, I went down a deep little rabbit hole and there are thousands of reasons of why it could be lucky. Like there's so many different in every culture and tradition. They're all different, but everyone kind of has it. And then wait, can I just tell you something funny? What? I had a rabbit's foot from the first rabbit I ever shot. Oh, well, funny because I found a video that was how to make yourself a lucky rabbit's foot. With feel, one she found on the dead rabbit on the side of the road. Well, so, I feel really bad saying I that I shot that a rabbit. Hole. I really feel bad saying that because it, it does make me sad that I have done that. But I used to go to school in the Adirondacks and like we all rabbit hunted with beagles and it was like a kind of a culture thing up there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. okay. You're fine. We, we ate the rabbit. It was yeah. awesome. So... However, you can get into whatever rabbit hole you want on what theory you think is really where it became lucky. But there are certain things that tend to follow through most of them mm-hmm. that are the same. It has to be the left hind foot. Oh, that's very common. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but a lot of them have that. The rabbit needs to have been captured or killed in a cemetery. What? Mm-hmm. Well, there was like some stuff that was like witchy you know i like it the rabbit's foot needs to be cut off on a specific day usually a friday they say like friday the 13th with specific type of weather you know like so those are just like some things that like they kind of go through everywhere tell us what you think which one is really true yeah but there was just too many and i couldn't pick one i was like if i pick one that i like more then it like isn't fair to the others yeah we didn't like i thought i would just do the ones that were all similar in some way very witchy Mm-hmm. Very cool. I love that witchy shit. That's so yes. cool. I love it. Okay, Kaylee, you know what freaking time it is. Pick your poison. Choose wisely. That's we what should it says send on the an card. email to pick your poison. Like, listen to our podcast. We do it every episode at the top of the hour. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Put it in the center. You know what I do? I pick my two. I pick between. The I know. Two. She always has to pick more. I my grubby fingers. <laughs> okay, this is gold. This is fucking gold. Go ahead. Would you rather have someone snip your Achilles tendons with garden shears? Ah. Or get caught using binoculars to spy on your neighbors? Oh, definitely binoculars. binoculars. Except that would be really fucking weird. But I have a video of Donna doing such a thing. Oh my god. No, just kidding. Someone was like parked outside of our. Uh, like on our street for so long and Donna like got off the binoculars like to see who it was and then it ended up being like a parade through our neighborhood in the beginning oh, of quarantine I remember this I remember yeah, this yeah and she was just like the, the parade met somewhere else <laughs> she was just I, in the wrong spot I don't think I get my Achilles tendon snapped but I got kids oh, God, next door no. so that might be fucking weird Wait, so what? I don't know, be a sex offender or get my Achilles tendon snapped <laughs> uh, mm, definitely maybe get my I'd probably get my Achilles tendon snapped <laughs> Can I get a cinnamon roll? Yeah, I guess. This episode brought to you by Hammerfish Charters on the fishing vessel Real Addiction, where all your tuna fishing needs come true. Okay, so we just also want to remind you all that we are always looking for more stories. Mm-hmm. And we have some topics kind of coming up that we have have coming in, and we just want to put those out there to see if you guys have more. Yeah. So we're going to do like an Amazon review yeah episode yeah we've both purchased an item have not told each other what the item is we also have some really disturbing amazon review comments we are going to read if you have anything that you've seen on amazon with some really funny comments send it in if you've 
reviewed an item or have an item you think we should buy that's weird. Or do you have a funny story about an Amazon item that yes, you got? Yes, absolutely. We love Amazon. Um, we also are doing a wilderness theme episode. Mm-hmm. So if you have anything that's ever happened out in the wild, if you've done any wilderness therapy, because we yeah. have something like that. Knowles. My dad was a uh, game warden. He yep. has search and rescue Just, stories, which I'm going to try to squeeze out of him. Yep. Squeeze him because I know he's got some fucking funny ones. Yes. And we also want some catfishing stories because yes. we already have a few of those and we want more. So once anything. Again, yeah, Literally anything. anything. And also if you have more puke, ghost, or any topic we've already I know covered, just send more. Family secrets because I told you a yes. family secret today. Yes, she did and I'm shocked. Yes. Um, yeah, we'll redo themes and stuff. Sometimes if you send us a story, it might be similar to another story that might go in a whole other category you don't even know. Yep. So send them in at so what who cares pod at gmail.com. We will take fucking anything. Yeah. Okay. And if We're you know us, freaking picky. text us. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know our numbers or fucking DM us. You on know Instagram. we ain't like, shy to talk. If you don't want to fucking email and you typewriter, then just fucking send it through the Pony Express, all right? Yeah. And the only reason we picked the episode is kind of just what it's not like we're like, oh, we're doing ghosts. We just got a lot of them. We had something yeah. going on. That's what we picked. Um, Send us a telegram if you want i can figure it out also we are recording with our friend kira lou tomorrow she has her own podcast called therapeutic and we're going to be on that and we're going to be sharing some embarrassing stories of yes. our own. and i think she's got some coming in too we're so, so excited yeah I'm she's so really excited. fun i know we love cool. kira i yes. don't know when it's going to be on yet i don't know if it's this week or not um this week we're basically talking about hr problems okay you know them you love them creepy co-workers Weird customers, anything. So here is our first story. I worked at a psychiatric hospital on a unit for teenagers for five and a half years. Though my time there was exhausting, stressful, and at times heartbreaking, it was also interesting, fun, and heartwarming. I worked with some pretty extraordinary kids who had been through unimaginable things, yet persevered. I was a shoulder to cry on, an ear to listen, and a friend to laugh with. But also a body to yell at, spit on, punch, kick, and unfortunately, at times, bleed on. All of that is part of the job. We are trained in de-escalation and safe restraints to be used only when it is imminent risk to the patient or others. So that means standing by and staying calm while patients are destructive to property or spewing an arsenal of insults at you. It can actually be quite comical at times. One time, I was taking a group of kids to the gym and a 14-year-old boy that was unit-restricted attempted to sneak in with the rest of the group. I stopped him, and he went back into the unit. We came back an hour later to the words, Sarah is a cum guzzler, written very largely in black Sharpie on a wall by the nurse's station. Who gave him a fucking Sharpie? Who gave him a fucking Sharpie? I know. Anyways, of these trying times when a patient was being destructive, one story sticks out. Oh, my God. On a midsummer day a few years ago, most of the unit was outside playing volleyball or foursquare in the courtyard. Ugh. The good love old days of recess. Four square. Mm, I was the four square queen. Oh, I love that. Oh, God, I love it. <clears throat> I also I like it. a good wall ball. Oh, you were a wall ball kid. Like wall I was ball. not a wall ball kid. <laughs> nope, four square. No wall ball for me. Nope, no thank you. No. It was myself and a nurse behind the nurse's station. One kid in the hallway. We'll call him Johnny. Then further down the hallway, another staff sat outside a patient's room on a one-on-one. So Johnny is pacing the halls angrily and occasionally yelling out curse words and hitting the walls off and on. He was mad because he had been unit restricted for violent behavior earlier in the day. He started running up and down the hallways screaming out curse words. I was not indulging in any of these behaviors to try not to reinforce them. 
The other staff members on the unit were doing the same. Johnny walked up to the nurse's station and started trying to grab the phone cords. We prompted him to stop, and he did. Soon after, he decided to start jumping and pretending to hit the exit sign that was directly in front of the nurse's station. This escalated to him hitting it and smashing it off. Plastic flew everywhere. I was not impressed. At this point, in my opinion, we had every right to put our hands on and escort him to the quiet room. A safe room on the unit with rubber floors and walls that can be locked. But at that time, the Joint Commission were upper ass about the number of holds and seclusions, even though they don't really know shit about fuck. (laughs) I like that. Me too. Anyways, Johnny continues to jump up towards the ceiling where the exit sign came off, pulling out parts of styrofoam ceiling. All of a sudden, a huge metal wire fell out of the ceiling. Johnny looked at me, then the wire, back at me, then the wire again, mouth wide open in a grin. Oh, Oh, fuck. All of this happened rather quickly, and before I could get up to attempt to guide or escort him away, he jumps up and grabs the wire with both hands, putting his weight on it like it's a damn rope (gasps) swing. Zap. Oh, my God. Zap. I was seeing sparks, smoke, followed by a pop. Johnny fell to the floor, clutching his arm, and looked up at me with an expression of horror and shock. I stood there, mouth wide open. Once I saw he was okay, I think I might have chuckled a little. Well, what the hell did you think was going to happen? This might have been the only time I swore at a kid. Hell's really not even that bad. We're not worried about yeah. it. It's fine. We'll let it slide. We both have worked with kids. We'll yeah. let it slide. But honestly, he knew better and was completely educated enough to know about electricity. He was completely fine, scared straight maybe, but not hurt at all. I'm pretty sure he laid in his bed for an hour moping and whining about how we let him do that. Then was up bragging to the other kids about how awesome it was. Oh my God. Working in that hospital is something I'll never forget. My coworkers are some of the most compassionate, caring, and strong individuals I've ever met. We went through hell, yet always made light of it, made each other laugh when we really wanted to cry. I mean, half of our job was teaching teenagers how to cope with life and how to understand their emotions. We practiced what we taught every day. But I wasn't there because of my awesome coworkers. I was there for my patients, the silly, thoughtful, sassy, intelligent, quirky, kind, sarcastic, and talented patients. They taught me so much, and I hope I was able to have a positive impact on them because I really tried. And a lot of kids were not crazy or bad for ending up there. They were just lost or sad, so sad that nothing in the world felt right, and that feeling is common, and I often feel it myself. Oh, my God, I'm going to cry. Me too. I love this. We just have to be there to listen or make someone laugh and make a difference. I'm sure of it. Love, your favorite farmer. Aw. Oh, my wow. God. I have a little story, too. So Sage and I have worked with... We'll say students with behavioral issues. Or in special needs. Yeah, in special yeah. needs, yeah. Both, yeah. So I had a student one time when I was working. Yeah. And there was one day I was working with a student and this other student that did not like that I wasn't working with them. So they came up behind me and grabbed my hair and pulled it. And I had to stay like that for an hour. I could not release the grasp of the hand. Oh, my God. For a whole hour, I stood there with my hand in it. And all the student wanted was me to work with them. Like, it wasn't even, like, anything. They weren't really pulling it. They just kind of, the first pull, that was it. And then it was just, like, holding on. And then other people tried to, like, come in. And then finally it broke free. And there was a door to the next classroom. And she's probably laughing, right? No. Oh, no. It became a whole behavioral issue in the end. Yeah. Okay. So here's the next story. This story gets creepier the more I sit and process it. I'm going to work one day, and I get there. They hire a new guy, and it was his first day. I ended up training him on a student for a majority of the day. And I keep looking at him and thinking, oh, he looks so familiar. Why does he look so familiar? I continue rattling my brain. That night, he ended up Facebook messaging me, and I noticed that we were already Facebook friends. 
So I was like, okay, that's where I know him. I saw his face, his picture, and immediately recognized him. So he messages me and he's like, oh, thanks for training me today. It was so nice meeting you. And I was like, no problem. If you ever need anything, let me know. He thanked me. And that was it. It was all kosher. So that was my first Facebook interaction. And then I see him the next day and the day goes on as usual. I train him and I go home. And then he messaged me again saying thank you again so much, being overly enthusiastic and creepy. And once again, I said no problem and I just left it at that. And then he says, hey, so I was thinking we could grab a drink sometime and I just ignored it. About five minutes later, I noticed he continued to type because I'm sure that he saw that I had read the message. He sends me a question mark. I don't answer. So then he sends me dot, 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 question mark. It's like, dude, you work with her. I know. Like, don't be creepy right now. You just got the job. Your second day. It's your second day. But he does this. Why the dot, dot, dot in the question mark? Right. But he does the dot, dot, dot question mark every five to ten minutes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. So now I'm like, okay, this is getting weird. So I message him back responding to his question about drinks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sometimes we all go out as a group, usually on Fridays. I'll let you know if we go, making sure to keep it professional. Yeah, good, good. And he agreed, and the conversation ended there. Perfect way to do it. Make it professional Professional. if you feel uncomfortable. And hopefully, hopefully, they take the hint. Exactly. So I see him the next day at work. We had a meeting during the day that struck me as odd. He kept complimenting me, telling me things that I would look good in, Mm -mm. constantly trying to get my attention, and getting up at random times to leave while we all stayed and worked at the table. Something's weird about this guy. Mm-hmm. So that afternoon, I went home, and once again, he starts Facebook messaging me, but this time asking me to get a drink alone with him. Oh, boy. So I told him I was seeing somebody. He apologized, but continued to send question marks over and over and over. What? Again. Why? Another night. So then I saw him again the next day, and people were starting to notice that he was reeking of booze. Mind you, in the beginning of this, I think she said she was working with students, right? Yes, I think she did. Okay, yes. So, like, you're working with kids. And that he was definitely drunk, slurring his words and acting sloppy. He kept coming up to me and saying, I'm so sorry about last night. Is this, like, day three of his job? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) He kept touching and grabbing my arm and at times would disappear into other classrooms and would get too close to the students that he had never had prior interactions with. Mind you, this was just days into his first week at this job. I called the supervisor and gave them a heads up that he was clearly drunk and probably on more substances. Good for you. Good for you. Yep. They investigated the situation and fired him for sexual harassment and coming to work intoxicated. Good. And it gets weirder. Come to find out that someone I know was mutual friends with him and me, and he had found out through that person the place that I had worked. He proceeded to tell me at one point that the person had told him all about me and that he would definitely be interested in me. So, long story short, I'm fully convinced this guy only got the job because I was there. Love, K. Ew. Shut the fuck up. That is fucked. Like, did he really just get that job because... I don't know. She worked there? We're just going to let the next story speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, all yeah, we need. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I worked with animals during college, and the place that I worked at also boarded animals for people. 
There were these two dogs. One was some sort of Jack Russell Terrier mix who looked like she was always stoned and would climb into your lap whenever you opened her kennel door. I was hanging out with that dog towards the end of my shift while we waited for the overnight people to show up. And then went to the break room to finish the lunch that I had finished earlier. One of my supervisors, we had quite a few supervisors. Again, all of the other ones are amazing and I still hang out with them. Well, this one looks at me knowing that I am not straight and says, you know, those dogs belong to a vet at such and such. The head vet at the emergency vet we go to if something happens to one of our animals. I say, oh, cool. I've never gone to that vet. I was the person who would bring our animals to the regular vet. And then this bitch goes... Yeah, he's gay. You don't want to know what I think of gay people. Oh, I don't like that. We don't like this at all. And we thought this story should be shared because it's extremely offensive and not okay. Fuck homophobes. Fuck a homophobe co-worker. Like, I was rocking the Justin Bieber haircut at this point and was clearly flirting with one of the women that I work with. So, like, everybody knew that I was gay. But I was curious. So I go, what? Now that you say that, I want to know. Susan says, I think that those people should have died in the concentration camps, but you're chill, though. So fucking offensive. Absolutely awful to say to somebody. So fucked up. Yep. Not wanting to get fired or arrested for assault, I went outside to smoke a cigarette. You know what? I give her props. You know, sometimes a good cig is just what you need to calm yourself down, but I don't know how I would have remained calm in that situation. I don't fucking smoke cigarettes. My cousin has a grandmother who lived through Auschwitz and three other work camps and recently passed away at over 90 years old. So I was livid. Fast forward like a year later, I have a new job and I'm living with my brother, my mother, and our nine-year-old greyhound. I wanted another dog and saw a picture of this little black skinny big-eared dog on the website for the place I used to work at. I went to visit to say hi to my old co-workers and see this dog. I immediately fell in love and convinced my mom to bring Lexi down to meet her to see if it would work. I thought that I had planned it so my friend would be the supervisor, but no, it was Susan. My mom was going to meet Susan. In the end, I convinced my mom, who I told about what Susan had said to me, to not kick her ass, and I adopted the skinny little mutt who is currently trying to eat the keyboard as I type. Mm. That little boy over there. I love, love that. It. But at the same time, fuck that. Fuck Susan. Fuck you, Susan. Fuck that fucking bitch. Okay, ready? Oh, I am ready. This next story is called A Story Written by My Vagina. It's gonna get dirty and graphic. I've been poked and prodded. I've been stroked and sucked. I've been caressed and I've been beaten. I've begged for attention and received it from people of different shapes, sizes, colors, and genders. There have been even a few inanimate objects that I've relied on throughout the years to get exactly what I crave exactly when I want it. Today's story is one from many years ago when I was younger and figuring out the world by taking in anything I found intriguing in the moment. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself during this time. One of those things being that I can swallow foreign objects even if I didn't mean to. Okay. Flashback to 2008. I'm 18. I'm young. I'm curious. I'm absolutely starving for attention. I had only just realized the joys of being stimulated by anything that wasn't a shower head or my own hands about two years prior, and the floodgates had opened. I wanted to try everything. 
Slow and soft, tongues and toys, rough and quick, masked by steamy windows in the back seat of used Toyotas. Oh, yeah. The old Toyota. There was one person in particular that I had experienced the majority of my first with. Oh, reliable. Now, Mr. Reliable was kind enough. He knew what I liked because we learned together. The thing was, I craved more. For the majority of my existence, I didn't realize the power I had over men. I never knew that I, in all of my chubby, awkward, ginger-haired glory, could cause a rise in the heart rates and pants of men. Oh, yeah, you chubby girl. It finally became clear one night. A co-worker called D brought beers for my very underage brain to drink in the walk-in cooler at the pizza chain restaurant we worked for. D was about five years older than me. He was tall and tattooed and listened to obscure bands I had never heard of. Ooh. He was funny and had just enough of a rude streak that Mr. Reliable did not. I was intrigued. D and I spent a lot of time together. We smoked weed together before, during, and after our shifts. I rode with him in his rusted old Ford truck on deliveries through town while I was on break. We were just good friends until he kissed me in the walk-in cooler. While my mouth and brain were fuzzy with the bubbles of cheap blue raspberry, Four Loco. Oh, the good old days of Four Loco. In an instant, I knew I had to have him. I had to get out of this cooler and into his bed. And after we closed up the pizza shop, that's exactly what we did. I wonder how old this guy was. I want to know who Mr. Reliable is. Yeah. Mr. Reliable usually picked me up from work after closing, but I told him I was going to spend time with a girlfriend so he wouldn't be curious about what kind of trouble I intended getting myself into. I rode in the middle of the bench seat as close to D as possible on our way to the house he rented with his friends. I was radiating heat as his hand grew closer to me, resting on my thigh just near enough that if we hit a pothole in the road, he would be groping me. Oh, girl. In that moment, that was all I ever wanted. By the time we made it back to the dank basement bedroom, D called home. Ooh, I can smell that. I was just going to say that. I can smell it. I was dripping with anticipation. I remember a whirlwind of deep kissing and wandering hands searching for each other's skin. He put his hand in my panties and I quivered as he finally touched me. I hate that. Because <laughs> I just hate the word panties. <laughs> Our like, clothes. What's, what's wrong with that? But it's panties. I get it now. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. Our clothes were off and as things were getting heavy, I whispered the suggestion of a condom and he obliged. I watched as he sat back onto his knees and rolled the protective barrier on before plunging himself deep inside me. (laughs) What the fuck came out of me just now? As most sexual experiences go when you're very young and very exciting, it was over just as suddenly as it began. And when he rolled off of me, there was no condom to be seen. I was panicking. I was confused. And I was absolutely livid. Did he take it off when we were switching positions and I didn't notice? He must have flung it onto the floor when I wasn't paying attention so that he could get the full experience of me without the thin veil of latex between us. Fuck that and fuck him. I pulled my clothes back on and walked straight out of the house, telling him what a terrible person he was and how small his dick was the entire time. His face was full of confusion, but his mouth formed no words. I slammed the door on my way out. Yeah. By now, like he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. By now, it's now midnight, and I'm walking down the street in a part of town that isn't exactly safe for 18-year-old girls to be walking alone at night. I was crying and in shock. How could he do that to me? I trusted him. Maybe all men were really that awful. Mr. Reliable wasn't awful. He always wore a condom without being asked, and without any complaints, I called him. 
Hey, I'm walking down blank. Can you pick me up? Huh? Yeah, I'm on my way. I got into the car with my boyfriend. Sobbing, I tell him everything. You know what? I'm kind of proud of her, though, to, like, come out and just be honest. Right. Like, sometimes in the end, they're going to find out no matter what. Exactly. And it's so much more hurtful. Yep. Like, just be honest in the beginning. Yeah. And you know, what you did wasn't the best. Not going to lie. But you at least, like, owned up to it quick. You owned up to it right away. At first, he was visibly upset, but softened with every tear I cried. We go back to his house. I took a shower hot enough to burn the shame off my skin, put on one of his oversized t-shirts, and crawled into bed. We talked and cried, and I was forgiven for the night's earlier indiscretions. He kissed me. I kiss him back. When you're 18 and horny, not even a missing condom or a cheating girlfriend can dissuade you from sex. Nothing can. Mr. Reliable and I had done this a hundred times or more. We know each other's bodies. He put a finger inside of me and removed it too quickly for my liking. What are you doing? Come back. What's in there? What do you mean what's in there? The lights were flicked on and I was laying on my back with my legs sprawled out while Mr. Reliable laid on his stomach, his eyes staring right at me. He put his finger inside of me again. Oh my God, I can't do this. This is so funny. I felt a tugging. He's moving slower and slower, and the tugging continued until he pulled Dee's disappearing condom out of me. I was the most embarrassed I had ever been in my life. I curled into a ball, covered my entire body with blankets, and began sobbing once again. We found something that sucked every molecule of sexual tension out of the air that night, and it was inside of me. I can't imagine, like, you just being honest about all that, and then it's like... Oh, my God. He forgives you, and then it's like, nope, the condom just brings it all back up again. Well, so there's my fucked up story about the time my boyfriend pulled a condom out of my pussy from another dude. (laughs) I don't know how to end it, but in case you were wondering, Dee quit working at the pizza place, but still came around to smoke once in a while. I told him what happened, and he thought it was hilarious. Turns out, he was kind of an asshole with a disappointingly average dick. Plus, what 23 to 24 year olds wants to fuck an 18 year old? Red flags. Glad to be wiser these days. I'd like to thank science for birth control and condoms and my vag for being a trooper and not catching anything or getting knocked up. Thank you. The Pizza Place Girl. Our last and final story. This one is a little more lighthearted. I like it. Yeah, I like it. So almost exactly five years ago today, I was engaged to my college sweetheart. We had our wedding plan, deposits were made, and my dress was hanging in the closet. I am a teacher and it was summer, so I was out on break. Being young, 24 and dumb, I had almost run out of my summer pay, so I was looking for work. Ugh. Been there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I happened to bump into a parent of one of my students at Jiffy Mart, and we started <laughs> talking. Good old Jiffy Mart. Jiffy Mart. He needed someone to do the books for his business and I needed cash, so we agreed the following week I would go out to his house and start working for him. Just to set the scene, he is 35, divorced with two kids. I start working for him and I instantly feel a connection. My engagement at the time was not working. We weren't in love and we were just going through the motions in our relationship. I started spending more time at work. We would finish our work day with Bud Lights and a drive through the woods looking for moose. Oh. I know. I love that. I love like a little redneck girl. I love a little moose date. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Some Bud, some Bud Lights. Some fucking Bud Heavies and clam cakes. <laughs> at this point, it was all just a friendship. I decided to go visit my college roommate and stay at her house for the weekend. The night before I left for her house, we went for a moose drive and arrived back late. My boss lives next door to his brother, 
When we got back to his house, his sister-in-law sent him a text and asked if we were sleeping together. He simply said we were just friends, which was true. Then I went and stayed with my college roommate. While I was visiting her, we went to Hampton Beach and we walked the boardwalk. We passed a palm reader and I decided to give it a whirl. Side note, I do not believe in any kind of psychics. This was purely for the experience. Well, the palm reader informed me that the guy I was in a relationship with at the time was not the guy I was going to marry even though I was engaged. I laughed it off. When we returned to my roommate's house, I went to get ready for bed in her younger sister's room. I decided to text my boss. I simply text him. People already think we are sleeping together, so we might as well be. (sighs) That Monday, when I arrived at work, we had sex for the first time. This continued for two months until I finally called off my engagement. Oh, my God. Next week will be my two-year wedding anniversary to my boss. I am happier than ever and incredibly in love. Although I probably should have started our relationship differently, I have my college roommate and the Boardwalk Palm Reader to thank for my happiness. Ugh. From your roommate. Love it. All right. That was a really good one to end on. It was. It like warmed my heart because I love the moose part of it. I that know, would be like a so dream. Cute. All right. Ending the show with our questionable questions. Do this you want to start? This is a long episode of my room. Do you want to start? You want me to? I can start. Okay. You go ahead and start. What part of a kid's movie completely scarred you? Oh, my God. Mufasa. Oh, really? Yeah. Lion King was like the first movie I really saw in theaters. Yep. Also, I do have a video of Archie one day when I was watching the live action, and he's like head tilting at it, and it's literally the part where Mufasa dies. Oh. It's it's so sad. Maybe we'll put it up, but it's it's true. Mine is, um, well, this is one of my all-time favorite movies, and it didn't scar me as much as it was like, really like it penetrated my brain okay. to its core the chokey in matilda oh matilda is a whole different the chokey which he opens that are and it's got all the nails oh my god i just that is one of the best movies of all time but the chokey was like whoa oh. like scary I freaking love matilda should that so that's good. what we should be for halloween matilda and trench bowl yeah oh my god oh my god you be matilda i'll be trench bowl <laughs> I got enough. My tits are big enough. Wormwood, sell me a lemon. <laughs> Stop. You're going in the chokey. Wait, we should watch that up by the pool some night. Okay, we will. Okay. All right, ready for my question? Yes. What are three items you could buy at a grocery store to make the cashier laugh? Oh, my God. All right. Uh, probably a big fucking summer squash or a zucchini. <laughs> Fuck a pack of condoms and a fucking bottle of fucking spermicide lube. <laughs> no, that's perfect. I, I was thinking like condoms. I mean, tampons like every, I guess tampons and condoms everybody buy. But if you buy those three together, yep. Sage, yep. I could see where that would work. Maybe yeah. I would buy, if we're going to do something like that, maybe I'd buy Depends like Nutella and like, uh, Nuts or berries or Nuts something. Nuts or berries, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's good. I was thinking, well, I was going to say cucumber, but I was like, might as well go for the fucking big, yeah. f- big fucking shebang. Go with fucking zucchini, fucking chamois squash. Seriously. <laughs> might as well go big. Maybe an eggplant. Oh. I don't want to get into the emoji because I hate when people use that emoji, yeah, but too. I love a good zucchini, summer squash for dinner. Mm. 
All right, guys. Thinking about summer squash. Summer squash is so good, and so I had spaghetti it last squash. Night, the night before that. All Anyways, right, guys. Huh. That's our episode. Just again, reminding you, please always send your stories to so what who cares pod at gmail.com. DM us, text us if you know us. You can follow us on Instagram at so what who cares pod. You can follow us on um, Facebook too if you go to so what who cares. Once again, it's still a period, not an exclamation. We'll get over it. It's fine. And also, r- reminder, we're looking for literally anything. Yeah. Any story you have, it anything. does not matter. We said it at the top of the show. Yeah. Or embarrassing, just friggin' send, send it. Send that. Okay, bye. So what? Okay, as we, we don't. don't. <laughs> this week's theme, I, mean, I just need to like, my mouth is so dry. Mm-hmm. You might want to give me another because I'm almost halfway done with mine. It's a high noon Monday. I'm on vacation. Hey. Okay. Now I got to reach for it. Oh. Oh, my God. I got it all over my microphone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Sometimes the things you do through the mic and go through my headphones is just I'm going... I just can't. <laughs> Anyways, this next uh, article is called Sarah's a Cum Guzzler. <laughs> <laughs>